Yes, folks, it's 2 p.m. on Thursday. That's Pacific Time. I'm Frederick Murray, which means this must be Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of success in franchising. I'm here with my co-host, Ray Pillar. Ray, where are you and how you doing today? Oh, I'm back here in old Aurora, and the weather is absolutely fantastic. It's, uh, what is it, 82 degrees, high humidity, though, but, you know, it's gorgeous outside. I, what wait, a I second, wait a second. It, your background—you you say you're in—you you say you're in Aurora, but man, your background doesn't look like Aurora to me. Oh, what does it look like? I would say the Grand Canyon. Oh, you're right. It is. <laughs> but I am here in Aurora, unfortunately. Uh, you know because. It, you know, I like to travel in this and then, of course, visit this. <laughs> All right, so I'm obviously at my office in Shell Beach, and it's a beautiful, gorgeous, sunny day in the mid-'70s. A bit warm, had to take my hoodie off, which... Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You just might fit oh, in. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, people aren't looking at me going, why is that idiot got a hoodie on? It's 75 out. It's like, I do the same thing when it's 20 below out. Let me alone. They don't understand 20 below here. So we got a really cool guest today. It's Heidi Morrissey, the CEO, Chief Poobah, person in charge of Kitchen Tune-Up. And they have kitchen mechanics from what I've heard. Heidi, how are you doing? Where are you? What's the weather like? (laughs) Well, I am in Aberdeen, South Dakota, and it is about 85 degrees here and uh, slightly humid. Yeah, 85. (laughs) It's it's a a very nice, warm September day. Mm. Yeah. I remember I was up in – I traveled up to – uh, Ann Arbor, I think it was December of 2016, which going from Chicago, driving from Chicago to Ann Arbor in December is always an idiot move. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I, I did it and I was, I think I was driving back down and, um, I had to stop for gas and we're all standing in the, um, the, in line inside the gas station, everyone's got all these huge, you know, layers of clothing on. <laughs> and there's this one guy that's got a jacket on and shorts and, Everyone's looking at him and goes, oh, no, I'm from South Dakota. You got this is nothing compared to what we got. So welcome. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we wear shorts as soon as it hits 40 here. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I can understand that, definitely. <laughs> oh, wow. So what's that ringing? Well, that's ringing? telling us. Somebody said one of our one of our sorry folks uh, that was one of our chat guests on online who wanna um, who who claimed that Ann Arbor's nice no matter what part of the year. Um, <laughs> so we're already stirring controversy and we haven't even gotten right. out of the, the weather part of things. Wow. Great. So tell us about. Tell us what you have to do to become a kitchen mechanic, or, or sorry, um, <laughs> what is? It? I saw kitchen tune up, and I'm thinking, wow, I've heard of quantum mechanics and auto mechanics, but do you have to be a kitchen mechanic? So I've been fixated on that ever since uh, we knew you were coming on the show. So tell us about kitchen tune up, and what do you got to well, do to become a mechanic? Yeah, so I, we don't actually call them mechanics, but I've never, I've never actually gone that road. But the reason my dad actually. Um, 
kind of founded that name was he had just had his car tuned up in 1986. And he was looking for a way to start a service to help his cabinet business. And he thought, I wonder if you could tune up a kitchen like they do a car and make it run like new. And so that's where it came from. But I don't think anyone ever took it as far as uh, talking about mechanics before. That's an awesome idea, though. I'm definitely going to be uh, pitching that out at our next conference. Um, So uh, (laughs) what we look for is actually people that are looking to run a business. Our our business has changed. Our model has changed and grown quite a bit over the last 31 years. And so now we look for business owners that want to come in and update kitchens in one to five days. So we kind of know remodeling doesn't have a great reputation out there. Uh, Many people think it takes too long. It costs too much money. So we have five things that we can do to remodel a kitchen in one to five days, and that usually makes customers very happy and our own owners are managing anywhere from one to five people and typically have a sales team to help them get that done. So one to five wow. days. Yeah. I've, I, I've watched enough court TV to know that <laughs> remodeling normally <laughs> takes like nine, nine months and ends in a lawsuit. But we'll, we won't go down that road just yet. Go ahead, right? Take it away. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I've done a little of that myself uh, in my college years, a, a little remodeling, and I, I, I know that uh, as, as a single person uh, doing a remodeling job, it can take a long time, but you, you send out a whole crew, is that it? You know, normally um, with most of what we do, so whether it's a one-day tune-up or they want to keep the cabinets they have and reface them with new doors and kind of a new skin on the cabinets, or if they want all new kitchen, it really depends on how much they want to get done. Our tune-up is one day. Um, Our refacing is about two to three days, and a new kitchen can typically be done in five days. So it's really how about how much they want to get done, but most of our services can be done with just one person. And so normally a crew might be one or maybe uh, one person and a part-time person helping out. So it's not um, as kind of elaborate as people might think. A lot of our projects um, almost kind of come across as being upcycling what you have. So you have cabinets, they're sturdy, they're good, right? They just need to look a little bit nicer. They need to be modernized. And what we can do is come in and make it look like new. Yeah, right. You yeah. got a follow-up one there? Yeah. <laughs> this, this cabinet. You, you had that. I got a follow-up question. Look, so I, I, I didn't see. want to cut you off there, dude. That's all right. <laughs> Go ahead. You got your question, Ray? No, no. I no, was just saying this cabinet can use an uplift. <laughs> But, a lot, you know, a lot yeah. of cabinets, you know, it's a style thing. You know, as the one thing interesting about HGTV is they've kind of um, really created this urgency for everyone to have, like, the newest style. You know, I think about my grandparents, and, you know, they kept the same kitchen for years and years. You know, same countertop. If it worked, it was fine. Now, nowadays, consumers are like, what's the trend? You know, is it gray? Is it white? Is it shaker? And they really want to keep their kitchens trendy because that's where we spend the bulk of our time entertaining. So we're really thankful for HGTV. <laughs> oh, I bet. And all they've done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you find I, some of the styles coming back after they've been, you know, recycled, so to speak? You bet. Just like clothing, um, you'll notice that there'll be trends that will come back. You know, for a long time, everyone was getting rid of the dark wood that was in the 70s. You know, everyone had that really dark stained uh, cabinet. Mm-hmm. And so then it went away, and everyone did lighter colors, and it's coming back in the darker stains again. So definitely you'll see cycling of trends that will come every 20 to 30 years, much like clothing. Wow. 
Yeah, I guess I'm still wearing some of my clothes from 20 years ago. I can fit into them now. But, um, I've been on a weight weight loss campaign, so uh, we won't go into that topic. So how many locations or how many franchisees um, do you have now, and where are they located? Yeah, so we have about uh, 39 states with 190 locations right now. And we're growing at a very fast clip right now. We've actually um, signed 74 contracts this year alone, and we've got three big schools coming up here in a row. So um, this year we're probably going to add like 100 locations, and next year kind of going that same trend. So we've just kind of um, went into a new era, I guess, with our company. I, I became president in 2017, and we've been making some big changes using technology to really help our owners scale their business and to you know, open up the pathway and the door for people that want to develop multiple territories. And so because of that, we're really moving at an accelerated pace right now. So speaking right. of territories, <laughs> what, what does the typical territory uh, look like? Uh, and, and where are some of your uh, franchises located? Um, well, we kind of have franchises everywhere from um, east to west coast. Um, you, we really aren't concentrated. I would say that if you wanted to see where we're sold out, like you could look at Boston or um, Austin. I can remember those because they rhyme. Um, we're also sold out in you know, Utah and South Dakota and North Dakota. Those are all sold out states for us. So we're kind of all over the place. We're in Chicago. We're in Florida. We're, we're everywhere. Anywhere that there is kitchens, we're probably going to be close by. And so um, if you are you're looking about the size of territory – so what we do is we look for um, 41,000 owner-occupied homes that are demographically adjusted. That's considered a territory. And what that okay. looks like for most territories is about 175,000 population. So um, yeah. we kind of are looking at, you know, averages, average, you know, um, income, uh, house value, all that stuff. You know, so who's kind of in the market for a kitchen? What would be our target demographic? That's part of how we evaluate the marketplace. Well, that's just about so, everybody, though. I mean... <laughs> Right. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of people. I mean, obviously, a little disposable income is always helpful when you're going to look mm-hmm. at people that might be upgrading any part of their home. But if you own a home, you know what happens. You start with one part of your house, and then what happens? You have to do the yeah. next one because it starts to look old. Then you do oh, another yeah. room, and then you do an – I mean, it kind of is a, you know, a thing that happens as you start to upgrade. So we do more than kitchens. We do closets. We do bathrooms. We do garage oh. cabinets. We do laundry rooms. We do home offices. So we don't just stop. We kind of get our, our foot in the door with a kitchen. But, you know, anytime there's cabinetry or woodwork, you know, they need us. So the biggest bang for your buck. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Is, I was going to say it would be a remodeling tuna. It would be a remodeling mechanic, not a kitchen tuna mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm okay, definitely going to take that mechanic. I'm going to take that mechanic word out there and just see if we can uh, get that through the system. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All I can say is. And I think she said the magic M word earlier anyway, so we, we, we yep, let it go yep, on yep, yep, yep. a lot yep. bit longer. The, the, the M word is as far as hiding. marketing. Yeah. Marketing. <laughs> I'm the marketing guy, so if you say marketing's a magic word, we get the applause. That's right. So Bray, you got you got the next question? Or am I coming up with the next question? Oh, uh, I think you need the next question. 
<laughs> so if somebody wanted to become a remodeling mechanic, um, is there any certifications they need? And how much does it cost to become a sure. remodeling mechanic? All right. Well, let's start with the cost. So 72000 is the franchise all-in for us. Um, usually people need anywhere from, you know, 95 to 120 as they start up a business. That's kind of a standard. So what would they need in their state? It's going to be state by state. There are some states that have different laws, different contracting laws. The majority of them do not. The more, majority of them, you can come in, um, you're going to have to get lead safe certified, which basically is a federal law. Um, after that, it becomes state by state, city by city, county by county. Um, but for the most of the times, our owners are really looking to elevate themselves. They want to be the gold standard. So they're probably going to be looking at it at some point in their career, even if it's not required. And we also do some certification within our own system. We have a CHIP certification. It's a certified home improvement professional. And our owners work towards getting points so they can become certified within our own system. And that just helps them to become even more professional, even, you know, even more knowledgeable. And we feel like um, everyone loves to learn. Everybody loves to earn certifications. So we're always encouraging our owners to continue that growth. She hit he, she hit the Ray rule Ray's rule with the amount yep. you need, didn't you, Ray? Yep. Ray's yeah. rule says whatever the the franchise cost is, you need about double to make it through sure. those first yeah. couple of years. So yeah. you, you yeah. hit it three perfect. times. You're on Ray's A list yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so how how would you characterize uh, your typical franchise owner? In other words, what are you looking for uh, in a franchise owner? Background you and know, personality. We, and, yeah, and, you know, I always it, – it's really changed a lot. I mean, I think about coming to the system 16 years ago, and really it was a lot of people that were in their 50s. Um, they were unhappy. Maybe they had been laid off. We're seeing a trend shift here, and I think what we're seeing is a younger – a generation of people that have decided that they're going to start and launch this while they're still super energetic, ready to go. They have all their skill sets. So I, I'm going to say that the age doesn't matter. The background doesn't matter. It really comes down to what does that person want for their career and their life. One thing that's really unique about our business, we kind of call ourselves the brand that hugs. And we say that kind of seriously because this job that we do, you know, we, we transform these kitchens. It's such a personal space for people. Our owners are always getting hugs at the end because the homeowner walks in. It's just mm -hmm. like HGTV. The person sees their kitchen and they go, oh, and they're so excited they have to hug the person next to them, right? And uh, that happens all the time. And then because we're a family-friendly um, and family-oriented kind of company, we do a lot of hugging. I just got done with our reunion, and I felt like I was in a constant wedding reception where I was hugging and congratulating people. <laughs> That's what I did all day long. And I think that when we say we're the brand that hugs, I really do believe that you know we are trying to bring a softer, gentler um, side to this whole industry that sometimes looks a little rough around the edges, but we're bringing it in. So I'm getting more female owners that are just loving this business. They love that design side, and because they're just managing people and crews to do it, they have a great time doing this. I see couples that will come in together. I still see that person that maybe has gone through a few layoffs, and they've decided to take control of their own lives. And so we're still seeing that, but I'm seeing a more diverse group and background than I've ever seen before. I've got one... This is the coolest thing I have ever seen. Oh. Sorry. 
I gotta I gotta figure out all those little uh, um, sound effects. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> those are great. He's having fun. I love having fun. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta have fun here. <laughs> the, the, the sound clips are one of my favorite things. That and the changing background. <laughs> that, okay. All right. So, so it, 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 as soon as as soon as you said hugs, then I, I started thinking of uh, uh, the Canadian host Holmes on Holmes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because he gets a lot of hugs at the end of his show yes. from his clients, and, and you know, yes. that's that, that's really cool. Sorry, sorry, Fred, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I had to get that one. In that's there. okay. I was gonna say when she said hugs, I thought about the fact that when I moved out to California, people were like, "Why don't you hug?" And it's like, I'm from Chicago. Somebody comes up to hug you, they're trying to trying to pick your pocket there. Um, so they gotta love you out here. Which then I, I was thinking about the most recent legislation that passed. Um, in California the about mm-hmm. uh, the gig law and I thought mm-hmm. yeah but even though you hug a lot there every from what I'm hearing from franchisees and franchisors and lawyers the new law is going to be devastating to franchisees I'll put you on the spot mm-hmm. and say any thoughts well, um, I think, I mean, I just literally was starting to read about that. Um, again, I've been in my little uh, reunion bubble with my owners, and so coming back and starting to catch up on all of my emails and, and reading what was happening, I mean, I do believe that um, we knew there was going to probably be some legislation that was going to happen, right? I mean, I think everyone in franchising knew that something was going to start to change and happen. I mean, there really hasn't been a, a lot. So they've definitely been talking about it for a while and preparing for it. Um, it probably will affect um, franchise systems that have a lot more employees than what our franchise has. And to be honest, California is one of those tougher states as far as contracting laws go. So it's not really a highly focused area for us. I, I love your background. That's perfect. Perfect. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that can definitely um, – I think that we're definitely going to see a shift in – when what people offer in the state, you know, of California, whether or not they're going to continue offering the same level of franchising that they always have, might have to change contracts in the couple coming years. I think they're all going to flee, but that's my own opinion. Yeah, Ray, they, take they, it away. They certainly could. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be moving to South Dakota. <laughs> well, getting back to Sold hugs. out. <laughs> Get all the hugs. <laughs> We don't want those Californians here. No way. Uh, I understand that one, too. That's what they tell me when I go to Chicago. We don't want you here. Please. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah. You know, getting back to hugs, I'm going to put a plug in for my franchise. And uh, it's, it's Molly made, if you can see it. <laughs> but uh, you know, we get a lot of hugs from our customers, too. But we, you know, we get them from a, on a daily on a daily basis because uh, a lot you know truly when we go into a home uh sometimes uh, it, it's older folks uh, uh and they're really happy to see our employees they, they really uh they really enjoy us coming out so it's a, it's a it's a wonderful thing and uh we also have a family atmosphere and, mm-hmm. at least in my franchise and I'm sure many others as well uh we all know each other, love each other, and get along quite well. Yeah, yeah they're a really weird family, and I'm known as Kentucky. <laughs> I do work with a whole bunch of them, and they tell me everything. <laughs> you take this family thing a bit too weird. Uh, too hard. That's okay. <laughs> so did you have a question behind that, right? 
or just, was yeah, that just I, a shameless I, plug? You know, that was a statement, okay? You know, sometimes I have statements. I don't always have that. You know, there are room for lots of franchises that hug. Uh, I, I think that there is room for lots of us. There is no. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yes. But you know, speaking of weird things, Fred. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to ask the question to Heidi. Okay, you know, you've been in business a while now. So, have you encountered anything weird? Well, do you want to know my personal or do you want to hear a story like from one of my franchise owners because they have like better stories than I do sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, okay. All right. So, I'm not going to name states or anything. Time out. Time out. Time out. out. Uh, Sorry. We we hit that magic uh, time of of got to pay the bill. So I'm going to, we'll come back to the weird question because that's always one of my favorite questions. So, um, but first we got to take a quick sponsor break. I want to thank the link local network for broadcasting our show. Remind callers that our listeners, they can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Or you can ask questions on the link local network website which obviously we've had people there um and uh at this point a word from our first sponsor i hope maybe not I guess not. So we'll go back to the weird question. <laughs> We're sponsorless today. Oh, no. We may be. So All right. what's the weird, the weird question? Okay. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to tell you an owner weird story. They called me one time. One of our owners did. And they were uh, their employees were going in. They were removing some cabinets to put brand-new cabinets on. And the cabinet above the refrigerator was nailed shut. They didn't oh. understand why it would be nailed shut. <laughs> but it was nailed oh, shut, and they thought maybe they just didn't like it to swing open or something. You, yeah. Any guesses on what might be inside the cabinet? So as they took the cabinet off the wall, <laughs> there were um, multiple um, animal skeletons within this cabinet. Now, oh, no. I'm really hoping that they were put there after the fact and that that wasn't, mm. you know, what happened to them. But that was a pretty odd um, thing that came up, and I really didn't have a, a good answer for them. Um, they were a little nervous about going into the home after that and, and completing the work, but that was probably one weird one. And then for me, um, I was doing our awards banquet one year, and I was just about to announce our Franny of the Year, which is the biggest um, you know, award, and so we were kind of building up to this big award. I was getting everybody prepped for it, and as I was about to announce the name, somebody jumped up and started yelling, call 911, call 911. And I'm up there in a ball gown, so I don't even have a phone with me. And I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's happening. But the, the, one of the gentlemen had, had collapsed on the floor. He was okay. But at the time, no one knew he would be okay. So we had to kind of pause everything for about an hour while uh, the ambulance came and, and took care of him and everything else. And so, um, you know, the whole time, everybody's wondering if I'm going to actually announce the winner at the end of the night. And so once everybody was settled in, that was a pretty weird experience for me. I still kind of uh, think back on that a little bit, you know, when I'm doing my awards banquets, um, if something like that. So those are a couple of weird stories. They, they always happen, right? 
But when you deal with people, you always are going to have uh, unique stories and situations, and so they happen daily. Why would you? Why would you save animal skeletons? <laughs> You're still in the first word, story. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, that sounds like something like. Um, uh, that sounds like serial killer thing. I, I know. <laughs> that's that's kind of why they called to find out if they should just remove themselves from the home right at that point. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're just they're stories, right? I mean, I guess what we put in our cabinets, you know, or our cupboards, you know, they're just they're buried in there. And why would well, you nail it well. shut? Is it that you don't want people to find it, or is Possibly. it that they were still alive when you put them in there? And I, you know, all good questions, all good questions. I, and again, there were no real good answers that came after that. It was just they got in and out as fast as they could. Let's just say that <laughs> they were smart. You, you, you could you could you could hear Daddy now saying, "Well, Skippy ran away." <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I'm thinking Pet Cemetery, Stephen King, something like that. Um. <laughs> and I love animals, so that was a real hard thing to hear about um, oh, yeah. when it first oh, came yeah. up. But, you know, when you say weird stuff, that one just pops to the top of my um, Rolodex here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On that note, I need a commercial. So we'll break <laughs> for our first commercial there. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. And uh, the next Great American Franchise Expo is in Washington, D.C. at the Dulles Expo Center, October 5th and 6th. And if you check out their website, they've already listed the 2020 shows, which I'm not going to tell you now because you'll all forget before it's 2020. And now a word from our next sponsor. Sure. Local customers. <laughs> or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. 
Okay, and obviously, okay. folks, we're still working through. Um, we're still working through audio issues, but that's okay. Take it away, Ray. Well, I was thinking uh, while you were uh, trying to play that commercial about maybe you think the aliens had something to do with that commercial not being going through. That's a big topic nowadays. I mean, uh, you're not going down the rabbit hole yet. Don't go down the rabbit hole yet. (laughs) Uh, Well, I I was just wondering that, you know, the Navy, I think, just said that they're not sure that they've got video footage of uh, three of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're not going down the rabbit hole yet. We're still okay, dealing okay, with. Okay. Um, oh man, you got me all foobard here. Not down the <laughs> rabbit hole yet. We'll talk about aliens and uh, home remodeling later. Because <laughs> they go together. <laughs> well, some of the kitchens I've been in, you may, I wonder if the aliens didn't uh, remodel the kitchen, but that's another story. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, but we won't go there. So take us the um, take us well, the next way. About, yeah, let's take about uh, let's talk about weird kitchens. I mean, uh, some, some of your franchise owners, I'm <laughs> sure, have, have come today. <laughs> they've come across some really weird things, uh, or been asked to do some really weird things. Uh, have you got any uh, stories <laughs> concerning those? <laughs> Well, you know, we kind of have um, – there's a type of kitchen we talk about in our training program where um, people like to say they had a custom kitchen put in, and that means somebody in the garage built it and put them in piece by piece. They're typically not level. They're typically not going to be um, any standardization in the sizing. And we kind of call that a Grandpa Giddy-Up kitchen. And sometimes people want us to, you know, help reface that Grandpa Giddy-Up kitchen. And those are difficult because, again, there are no standards. Um, but you definitely will see things. Um, I saw one once where, you know, the customer had a lot of pride in the kitchen. They had painted it and then used stencils, you know, to put fancy designs all around it. And, um, you know, lots of different stencils, flowers and butterflies and and some rainbows and things. And, you know, those are things that have a little bit harder time selling, you know, when you're trying to sell your home because those are pretty specific taste-wise. So you def- you definitely see that. Um, most people um, are trying to put in something, you know, new and modern. And I've seen anything from somebody putting in uh, the upper cabinets, like they want those to be red and they want the bottom cabinets to be purple. And, you know, to <laughs> each their own, right? Because... If you love it every day, if you walk in and you go, I love my kitchen, then I've done my job. And that's really yeah. all we can do is help them out. And some people love it. Um, they love to, to mix and match colors a little bit. They like to um, you know, kind of come up with a stylized change. But most people probably stay pretty standard, you know, shaker style, white, gray are pretty popular right now. But, yeah, you know, every once in a while you get a unique um, – View, t- view on how a kitchen needs to look and you know maybe Pinterest gave them an idea or they came up with it I don't know um, but you know we try our best to help them out so that they can walk in every day and, and love what they have <laughs> but definitely interesting one of the things that seems to uh, be a topic of a conversation lately is uh, how can I improve my home for resale 
So right. I, I, I think that it is common knowledge that a kitchen remodel is one of the things that uh, – so if you're going to elaborate on, you know, a kitchen remodel and obviously refacing cabinets is not as expensive as a complete remodel. Right. And what are some of the other things besides the kitchen that you can do? So elaborate yeah. on, on both the kitchen sure. and other things that can be done that would immediately increase the value yeah. of a home. Right. So when they do um, reports every year on what is your return on investment when you do improvements, kitchens typically can come in, depending on the region of the country, anywhere from 82 to 120% you know, return. But that's, wow. again, with a $50,000 kitchen remodel. And so a lot of our projects, you know, are going to be closer to eight to 15000 So they don't, even, they don't even have a, an ROI. So if you had to do it, you're kind of looking at maybe a 300% return on investment when you're doing something that, you know, from the exterior, it looks like a brand-new kitchen. If I had an oak kitchen today and it was really dated, it was like golden oak that was popular for many years, uh, I could put a brand-new maple refacing on that, and it looks like a brand-new maple kitchen, cabinets, doors, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I could do that for, you know, a fraction of the cost, and so my return on investment is going to be great. You know, the one thing when people are buying a house, what areas of the home are they most concerned about updating when they move in? The kitchen? The bath? Right? Because immediately your brain goes, that's pretty expensive stuff. So if I yeah. pay full price, am I going to have money left to do that? And so by updating those two rooms, and those are the two rooms that actually wear out with time just because of, you know, they have water sources and stuff, so they literally wear out. So those are great rooms to start with, and that's why my dad, you know, he didn't know a lot about the cabinet business when he first got into kitchens, and, but he said one thing, you know, everybody has a kitchen, so there's a chance to <laughs> sell what we have. And um, now we see people have multiple kitchens. You know, they've got their in-law suites. They have their, you know, rec areas, you know, that might have a small kitchenette in it. So, you know, people even actually have more than one sometimes. But those are the areas where you get your good return, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I think when I I bought, the kitchen was less important than the bathroom. Spend more time in the bathroom than the kitchen. (laughs) You know, to each their own. Take out for it. Never mind. Uh, all right. TMI, Fred. TMI. TMI. Yeah. <laughs> we know how far I've gone at times, Ray. Don't tell me. So we'll, we'll go from the the entertaining and interesting to the greatest cure known to mankind for insomnia, the franchise disclosure doc. <laughs> so what? Are the top three items you would recommend a prospective franchisee buyer read first? Well, one of the things we do when we give out our FDD is we actually have created an FDD guide that takes them through each item so that they kind of know why that was written. I think and a lot of people tell us that they love that guide. It's such, such a, hand, a handy thing. But item seven, obviously. I mean, what's going to be our initial investment? We have to know. And I think that that's one that everybody is going to look at regardless. But it's probably one that they're going to flip to even after they hear the bios and they go through the other areas. It's like, let's go see what this costs. After that, I think that you probably need to understand item 11, you know, your assistance from the franchise or what's included um, in your package. I think that that's what differentiates 
franchise systems from each other, and I think that part pulls into validation really well because what you're reading, you want to validate and say, do they really, you know, can you call them? Can you get that support? Is that what's happening? And I think that's critical. And, of course, everyone's favorite, item 19, right? Um, we all like to have those earnings claims and performance um, that is in there. So, you know, those are areas that every franchise system, you know, is working to, um, you know, create as much information and data as we can to help that perspective um, purchaser out. So those are things that they need to see. So would you recommend any specific drink or pep pills to <laughs> go along with reading the FDA? <laughs> well, Sorry. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of herbal tea, so I don't know that that would keep you awake or not. But um, you could probably add maybe a little green tea if you're going to start a little earlier in the day. You know what I like to do? I like to I like to read through it three times. You know, the first time is just to kind of get familiar with it. The second, I know you're looking at like why why three. Second time is to write down questions that you might have, and the third time is to try to answer those questions. And what's left at the end is what I need to f figure out yet, right? That's what I got. If I still haven't gotten all those thoroughly answered. You need to make sure you have those answered. That just sounds so like more than a pot of coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, that it doesn't have like to happen. <laughs> It doesn't have to happen in the same sitting. You know, you do have 14 days, you know, so you've got some time to spread that out a little bit. How long is your FDD out of curiosity? Oh, you know, it's long. <laughs> it's probably... More than? I had to do a 300 page for the last it's year. It's not. That... It's not 300. Okay. Um, it is under 200, and so if that's helpful. Okay, that's Maybe. much better than 321 pages. <laughs> You would have had to put a gun to my head to get me to read that one a second time. And they still got the marketing stuff wrong, but that's okay. We won't, we won't go there, nor will we name the franchise or that that was. But Ray, take it away. Take us away from this, this topic. Uh, well, I think my, my favorite personal part of it is the legal part. You know, because it, oh. it, it really, it really tells a lot about He's something. Still not taking us really away. Does. So I'm not. I, I won't go there, but. Uh, uh, I, I would like to go back and ask you a question about what is, is the most popular remodel job? In other words, sure. uh, I, obviously the kitchen, but, you know, what is trending today in a, in a kitchen, let's say? Okay. Well, I mean, refacing is by far the most popular um, to have done cause, because people want the change without the demo. Um, demo is like, you know, the part that people hate the most. So if you can just kind of right. keep on, you know, having your space and just kind of update it to make it look brand new, definitely the most popular. But I have to say, too, um, with Marie Kondo and everybody wanting to organize, everybody wants to add in as many little secret gadgets into their kitchen as they possibly uh. can, right? So you open it up and you've got your roll-out trays. You've got your waste bin that pulls out, you know, maybe it's sectioned off so you can have recycling and then you can have your trash in another area. Um, there's these kind of, um, there's a pop-up mixer stand that can pull your mixer right up to you. And so then it swings right back in the cabinet. Anything, you know, even that Karoo cups, you know, for the coffee makers, you can actually have a little drawer in your um, cabinet oh, that you wow. can pull out and it keeps them all nice and organized. So, Everyone loves that. It's it's like having spy gear in your kitchen. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. It, 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 and, you know, I I would get a remodel just for that. Just to have all these little neat things that you know. Yep. <laughs> that is well, so yep. cool. I've picked up a client yeah. here. I've, I've, yep. I've been in kitchens like that, and I thought, wow, that is so cool. It really exactly. is. Exactly. I, I can exactly. certainly understand that. 
And it's not just a guy thing. Ladies like that too. Uh, they probably like it even more, and they also everyone loves pantries. You know the thing about I don't know if you guys go on Pinterest a lot, but if you're on Pinterest, everyone's always showing off their organized pantry. They're they're organized. You know the drawers are so beautiful now because you can find everything. You know that's become kind of one of those things that people are one upping each other on is how organized are mm-hmm. we, and I think that you know um, that's going to continue to be popular because. You know, once you have some space in your home organized, you realize how much easier your life is. That's very interesting. <laughs> my, 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 I have a girlfriend, her, she's a compulsive organizer, so it's going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> Time to get some organizers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, uh-oh. I, I think I'm going to be spending organi- some money. An organized desk is the sign of a cluttered mind. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Don't look at mine. Mine is uh, not looking good behind me. <laughs> There's a reason I got a green screen back there, so you can't see mine. It's right. So we're going to take another commercial break here, and then we're going to come back with a bathroom remodeling question because, I don't know, we won't go to TMI again. Um, and now, of course. From Nick. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over a hundred franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest-reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. And here's a copy. This is my copy of the Franchise MBA. There we go. We can see. It's a great read. Been reading it quite a bit. And you don't actually have to call Nick. You can fill out the form, uh, as people from Minnesota just recently did. And we'll send you the book, and Nick will still get a hold of you. Or, sadly, Holly's not here because she can't hold up her book. But you can also get a copy of Holly's book. And speaking of Holly, a word from another sponsor, if we can find it. It disappeared. No, here it is. Sorry. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. While the average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business, Zarian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Zarian offers sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business. But all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the industry norm. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. And we're back, so uh, we 
we have the pillars background, which is making me kind of fade in and out. So we'll just go to my <laughs> favorite friend, Neil. Um, stop and pause. The so, blue pill um, or the red pill? Red pill. Yeah. And I already <laughs> well, no, the blue pill is tonight. The pill was this morning, so I kind of alternate. You know, morning. Hey, you're doing both. Um, I do them both. You know, I find the blue pill makes me sleep better. The red pill wakes me up quite a bit. Yeah, also. Um, so, you you had said earlier that it's not just kitchens that that right. you know, you've expanded to do many of them. Um, how many compared to kitchen remodels? Um, mm -hmm. A, how many bathroom remodels do you do? B, why do most people want – what is it that people dislike about their bathroom most that they want to remodel? And C, how long does it take? Okay. Well, I would say that for every, um, you know, 20 kitchens, we probably do one bathroom. And so what happens is the bathroom ages just as much as the kitchen. So if your house is built in the early 90s, whatever cabinetry you have in your kitchen, you're going to have in your bathroom too. It's, it's the same age, Right. So many times people are, when they're upgrading, you know, you, again, you get dissatisfied when you walk into the next room and you still have the old cabinets there. So many times we are updating, um, whether it's refacing them or changing out the vanities because somebody has maybe uh, found a picture that, you know, is a vanity they think would be a lot of fun. And the same thing, if you're just doing parts of the, kit, of the bathroom, like the vanity, like right now, um, I just, our local franchise is actually doing one of our bathroom models in our house right now. And um, it has taken them about four days from start to finish. And I put a new shower in, I put a new vanity, a new top, a new mirror, and some new lighting. And so that took about four days. So did you have to go like down the street to the local gas station to use their restroom for four days? Well, I have multiples, and so this was our oh. spare restroom. <laughs> and so um, this was my, my youngest daughter went to college, and uh, it was time to do something with that bathroom because it, it was the one room we had not updated yet. We were waiting for her to head off to college. Oh, yeah, I understand. Teenagers, they're, they're horrifying on bathrooms. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, there's, there's, the there's, there's one commercial. truth that you need to Question. know is that when they leave, they will come back. They will. I hope. You know, at least for a visit, you know. That's that's really mm -hmm. all. Yeah, it's very independent. I have three um, daughters, um, well, so I, I know they've been, yeah. <laughs> in and out, in and out. You know, they. it's amazing. I, I didn't believe it at first, but, that, you know, we've had, I've had my kids uh, move out, come back, move out, come back. <laughs> so are we getting yeah. close to the final We're question? Getting, but you you got one more bathroom question to ask, and oh. then we'll go down the That's rabbit right. hole. That's right. That's, oh, okay. Okay. I'm getting nervous. Go ahead, Ray. Right. You have the bathroom question. You got no, one? she didn't answer. Yes, she did. She hit all three parts. Hey, she she got all three. Oh, wow. Very she got all three parts. Uh-huh. She was efficient. Boom. She slept <laughs> Stuck that last one in there. Snuck that time in like really sweet. It was beautiful. Oh yeah. I, yeah. That's why All I right. asked about right. four days more time. Then, then, then I've got to ask this question. Then, uh, have you done any man caves? We Ooh, have done question. some man caves. Actually, on our website, it was interesting. We had a, a gentleman in Michigan, and he had a big collection of football helmets, like those um, ones that are kind of fancy that you can buy that are kind of elevated. Mm -hmm. And our he, he showed he, our franchise all of what they had, and they 
talked about it, and they had some custom cabinets built to display all these little tiny um, helmets so that they could each have their own little compartment. And it looks really cool. It's a great little after picture. So, yeah, we've done a few of those uh, man caves with some specialty cabinets that somebody might want to display what they have. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and, and of course, the opposite, the other part of that question would be she sheds. Yeah, she sheds. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few things. You know, a lot of times the rooms that we do, um, especially um, probably in the last five years, we could do a lot of craft rooms because those have a lot of cabinetry mm-hmm. needs. But, you know, mm-hmm. women are more about getting now their home offices done. And so we're seeing a lot of home oh. office space that's being designed that they can use for different things. But I, I'll have to ask the owners. I know that they've certainly been talking about the she shed situation if that's something that will you know maybe put some pictures out there and you know encourage people to get their little oh, yeah. uh, all their cabinetry in there yeah it'd be great no sure See, i think those yeah. would go great on pinterest and instagram <laughs> you could have your t-shirt this way or this way that's right that's right <laughs> all right I don't have the correct graphics so i'll put my friend spiny norman back up all right Denstyle. so so for down the down the rabbit hole question. All right. So tomorrow tomorrow is September twentieth, which is a very special day in that allegedly two million people are going to swarm Area fifty one in search of aliens. So the question is, what as a franchisor have you been doing to support the search for extraterrestrials? You know, I think that we have just stayed very open to anyone that wants to have a conversation, and we've opened up multiple channels of communication. So however they want to communicate with us, we're open, right? I mean, you can text, you can call, you can, we can Skype, we can Zoom, we can – and I think by having all those channels, I think that's going to allow those aliens to have a way in to talk with us. Right. So yep. would yep. they have to pay in U.S. dollars, or would you take uh, otherworldly currencies? You know, maybe Bitcoin. <laughs> That seems a little alien to me, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 me too. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> On top of that answer, Ray, before I go to my last question, do you want to hit yours? Uh, sure. Obviously, we have some people who may, we may have piqued their interest in, in your franchise. How is the best way that they can get a hold of you? You know, uh, email's great, ktu at kitchentuneup.com. We make it pretty easy so that people can get hold of us. Um, that's probably the easiest way. Um, and then once we uh, get hold of you, we can certainly you can go on our website at kitchentuneup.com. You can fill out information there. Um, we got ktufranchise.com if you want to learn more about the opportunity. Um, that's, you can find that through kitchentuneup.com also. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. Where would you like to find us? We will be there for wow. you. Oh. Look for Kitchen oh, Tuna. Excellent, excellent. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Tumblr? Oh, Tumblr. Oh. That one, yeah, that's happening. <laughs> you can that's find Tumblr as a franchise in Tumblr. Yes, it is. Although okay. we just got right. bought by somebody else. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So now we will go into the Addison question. Okay. 
this is so Addison is for longtime listeners know that that she is will be two next month, and she is why I do the show, why I work because someday she's going to be sitting in this seat talking to somebody twenty plus years down the road and saying, "Well, my grandpa did this, but we won't get so my question to you is, what advice would you give my granddaughter Addison for being successful in life and and uh, career? All right, Addison. Here's your advice. When someone tells you that you're being bossy because you tell them how you want them to play, you say to them, that is my leadership skills coming out. And you be very proud of your leadership skills because people will try to take them from you as a young female. And you tell them that that's my leadership skills and be very proud of it. And never put a negative connotation on your leadership skills because they're there and you need to let them shine. And you know what? Um, as you do that and as you become that unique person, then you will find yourself being very successful. Awesome. That, that, far <laughs> better than Beckham, which was mine. <laughs> I always just told her, her mother, Beckham, if they won't get out of your face. But that's okay. <laughs> We're evolving okay. the answer a little bit. Evolving it. Yeah. Uh, I am known as... The dinosaur. <laughs> you know, our older franchises are known as Tunasauruses. So there you go. You might fit in. <laughs> there, yeah. yeah. I need to talk to them. I can help them do marketing. Um, I understand how to get to those people. Uh, so, folks, we've been having a great time today. We've been talking with Heidi Marcy of. Uh, Kitchen tune-up. Almost blew it and said kitchen mechanic, but um, i got to go check that domain. Maybe by around. next week it will be called that. We will find out. I'm going to do a poll. I, I there like you go. It. Wow, wouldn't that be weird? Change of franchise or name just because they're on the show. We'd really be hitting it, wouldn't we, Ray? It would be unique, yes. All right. We're out of here, folks. We'll be back next week with more weird, entertaining, and educational <laughs> stuff. Thanks, Heidi, for joining in. All right, thanks. And thanks, we Heidi. are out of here, folks, as soon as I can <laughs> find the right outro music because I'm behind. Oh, oh, Lord, we have fun on this, don't we? All right. So, yeah, we'll do this one. Mm. Uh, had it. Sorry. There we go. Bye, all.